Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. This is podcast number 180. And in this podcast, I sit down with Joey Aquilino. And this podcast is all about getting the patient perspective. A lot of times on this podcast and many others, we hear from other healthcare professionals that give advice for us fellow healthcare professionals on how to treat our patients and and how to become better at our jobs. Well, this time I'm happy to have Joey on to talk about his patient experience and what he went through and how that can make us better at our jobs. So Joey is, and he's great, he's uh, an internet entrepreneur and innovator, and he sort of came into this after he was di- after an accident at work in 2008 uh, and subsequent diagnosis of CRPS, kind of gave him the drive and the motivation to become a true advocate for people living with CRPS. And I just, his passion, it's its there. And he just wants to give people a beacon of hope and wants to give them a community where they can come together. And he's created that community through the, JG, the hashtag JGF Foundation, uh, it's a respected and influential uh, family on the internet. It started out in 2009 as a simple hashtag and grew into an online powerhouse with over 100,000 followers, fans, friends across numerous social media sites. He is also the host. He, too, is the host of a blog talk radio channel called WIRN Internet Radio, which was created four years ago under such names as the Joey Giggles Channel and the Positive Experience Channel, and they have grown their listener base up to 93,000 listeners. And you'll see, he talks all about this, all about his mission for the hashtag JGF organization and his mission for being a true advocate for people with CRPS. And, you know, I I just got off the phone with, with someone who was diagnosed with CRPS um, maybe around six months to a year ago, and boy, could could they use, could this person use Joey's positivity and his passion and his advocacy. So I'm really, it was really great speaking to him. He's just so full of energy and really found his passion in life out of an unfortunate situation. And, and I feel like as healthcare workers, we hear that a lot. We hear a lot that people will have an accident, something that's life-changing, and then all of a sudden they kind of find their drive and their passion. And, and it was beautiful to hear uh, how Joey went from his journey of his uh, initial accident to where he is now. So, so stay tuned because it's, it's just great. And I'm so happy to have him on the show. Okay. Now, moving on to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Community Board. We've got two things. Number one, a friend of mine just launched a Kickstarter campaign, and it's for a company called Victoria Road. And Victoria Road is fueled by women for women. And you know me, I'm always, I love to promote female-driven startups and female-driven businesses. And What it is, is it's an ethical fashion brand that partners with women designers in emerging markets, so think, you know, third world countries, um, to create modern, sophisticated fashion inspired by their culture. 
The Kickstarter campaign launched a couple of days ago, and it's to fund production of a new collection they are producing in collaboration with a Pakistani designer named Natalia Navid, uh, using locally sourced fabrics and production facilities and really beautiful stuff. So if, in, so if you want to find it, contributors to the campaign can pick up dresses, layering pieces, jewelry. I kind of have my eye on this ear cuff. Let me just say, if you've got a lady in your life that you want to purchase something for, let's say for Christmas or the holidays coming up, check out this Kickstarter. Not only will you be getting a great um, item, whether that be jewelry or clothes, but you'll be helping women in emerging markets really help to, to rise up. And, and who doesn't want to do that? Anyway, you can check out, they have a great video. Um, and their story and pieces and everything, go to kickstarter.com and search Victoria Road under Fashion Projects, or you can visit www.victoria-road.com for the link. And it's great. Like I said, I personally have my eye on one of the ear cuffs. I think they're great. But if you're looking for gifts, check it out. So kickstarter.com, search Victoria Road under Fashion Projects, or visit www.victoria-road.com. So that is number one on the community board. The other thing is, if you are a, a DPT student or a physical therapy student, and you would like, you're planning on going to the combined sections meeting in 2016 in Anaheim, California, uh, it's Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday, November 4th is the last day that you can sign up and get that early bird registration. What's so, what's so great about that? Well, you save a little bit of money. You're getting the early bird registration. You know what else is great? Once you sign up for that early bird registration and you want a chance to get that paid for by me, by Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart, head on over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. Click on the scholarship tab up on the top. And you can find out how you can win your early bird registration paid for by me. Keep scrolling down the page because you'll also see uh, you can double your chances of winning by then going on to Entropy Physiotherapy's website, and that's through the lovely Sarah Haig and Sandy Hilton. They are also offering a scholarship for those who purchase the early bird price. So if you're a PT student or a, a physical therapy assistant student, Head on over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the scholarship tab, and try and win your scholarship paid for. Why wouldn't you? It's so easy. So there are the two things on the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Community Board. Now enjoy this really great episode from the patient perspective with Joey Aquilino. Joey, how are you? And thank you for coming on to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Karen. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Sure. Anything for a fellow New Yorker. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right? How, about, how about those Mets? Can you believe huh? it? I can't believe it. I know. It's I awesome. I mean, I have to, I'll admit, I'm, not a, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm still very excited for the Mets. And, and it seemed, I was talking to a patient about it today, it seemed like, I mean, no offense to the Chicago Cubs, but like, 
they didn't even have a chance. No, they definitely didn't. I, you know, it, it, it just the Mets had just taken over. The Mets had just taken over. That's I all mean, I can say about that. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're really good. So I know I have a lot of like some friends from college and some friends here that are big Mets fans, and so my fingers and toes are crossed for them. Uh, for the World Series, so I think it's it's exciting. No matter it, what, it's exciting. So it really is. It really is, Karen. And you know, we've been waiting for a while, and we finally got back after 15 years. So we're happy. We're excited. So. Exactly. So you're a Mets fan? Oh, I'm definitely a Mets fan. I got, I, I wear blue. I bleed blue. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, it's it's very exciting because last time. Weren't they in the World Series against the Yankees, or is that am I wrong in that? Well, well that was two thousand when they that, were, uh, when they lost to the Yankees. All right, yes. but that because that was the Subway Series, right? Yep. Yes, I I remember that. I was living here at the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations to the Mets, and congratulations to all those Mets fans out there. Okay. All I'm right. sure we could talk about that all day, but <laughs> all right. we are here to talk about CRPS which is chronic regional pain syndrome. And a lot of times I have people on the show who are experts in CRPS or therapists who treat those uh, people with chronic pain. Um, just the past two weeks, I had an amazing episode with uh, Dr. Bronnie Thompson about living well with chronic pain. And I would certainly put those people diagnosed with CRPS in that category. So if you have not listened to it, I urge you, to go and listen to both of those interviews because it will change your life. Okay, I definitely it will, will. It will change your life. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Anyway, so today we're getting the patient perspective, which, you know, I feel like it's so rarely seen in podcasts and interviews and things like that. Usually have the people who treat, but not necessarily the people being treated. Mm -hmm. So I thank you very much for coming on and opening up your story uh, for all the listeners today. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm proud to be an advocate for folks and, and help people out as much as I can. So let's start at the beginning of your story. So what happened? What led up to this diagnosis? Well, uh, the story begins on, uh, on a very cloudy day uh, in October uh, 21st, 2008, and it just passed, actually, it was yesterday, yep, yeah. is my seven-year anniversary with uh, RSD-CRPS, um, and on that day, I went into work, um, it was a normal day of work, um, and I went to go and clean up, uh, you know, because it was such a mess in the store, you know, I worked for a, a big retailer, you know, uh, out there, you all, you'll all know it if I say it, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, you know, and, uh, what happened was a can, a huge tomato can, uh, tomato sauce can fell on my, uh, on my little toe and my, and my fourth toe. Okay. That started the whole day off. Okay. And then I w walked up to the front with go and tell the head manager, Hey, I hurt myself. I don't know if I'll be able to continue. You know, and in doing that, in, in walking up to the front, one of the other team leaders, you know, walked around the corner with a 200-pound cart and didn't see my foot there as I'm walking to go and tell, you know, the, the head manager uh, about my incident. Uh, and they ran over my left foot, left ankle, 
uh, sideways, you know, and and it actually uh, clipped the sympathetic nerve, it, it, and it also um, affected the 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 muscles in the area. Believe it or not, no broken bones. Okay, but uh, a two hundred pound card rolled over the top of my left foot, left ankle. That's where the RSD started, uh, and that's how the incident all occurred. And then from that point, um, I went to the doctor. The doctor said. Oh, it's only pain. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, go away in a couple of days. Uh, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I never had this before. I never had a problem before. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm more or less like, uh, okay, doc, no problem. You know, I went to the foot doctor, you know, because it was a foot issue. So mm-hmm. I went to a foot doctor, you know, uh, and he oh, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. And uh, the pain got worse. You know, the pain got worse down the road there. And then I signed the workers' comp papers, uh, the accident report. You know, I, I went in. I said, I can't work. I, I'm in too much pain, you know. And, they, you know, I had to take off like four or five days. And they were like, Joe, are you ever coming back to work? I'm like, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to deal with this, this pain that I got from work. You know, I'm trying to let them understand that. Well, you should come in and fill out an incident report, you know, and fill out your workers' comp papers. So I went in, I filled out the workers' comp papers, and the workers' comp journey began. Well, I just want to stick to my RSD journey, so we'll, we'll end it there. I mean, the workers' comp journey is uh, a hell of a story, too, honestly. You know, but I really want to stick to the RSD story. Mm-hmm. So that's how RSD started. So. So, when were, so when was a, a definitive diagnosis made? Okay. So I could go into a little bit of, of the, I guess, the workers' comp story with this. Because what happened was, I'm, you know, I went to a few doctors after I went to the podiatrist. The podiatrist fill out the form, says, oh, you could go back to work. And then the first week of November, I was sent back to work. And I was sent back on limited duty because the doctor felt that the pain would go away. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the pain is just going to disappear and go away. Meanwhile, it's getting worse. You know, when I'm sitting there in, in half delirium in maybe like a six, seven pain, you know, so I'm sitting there answering phones, doing paperwork. But I, I mean, I was there. I did the work, you know, and even the day I got injured, I stayed the full day. I mm-hmm. stayed the full day. Then that tells you how much I love I, I love work. You know, mm-hmm. I just love to do different things and get out of the house and do different things. I stayed there and I finished the day. But uh, then they sent me back to work and I'm sitting there and I'm, I, I said, I, I can't think. I can't think straight. You know, I, I'm in such a fog and I'm answering phones and I don't know what I'm saying to some of these people answering phones. I'm dealing, trying to deal with customers. And then I get some irate customers on the phone and I'm dealing with my pain and I don't know what to say to these people. So I'm like, I got to go to another doctor. So I went to this other doctor. Uh, he was a primary care doctor. I walked in, you know, you, and by this time, you have to go to all workers' comp doctors. You can't go to your own doctors anymore, you know, for, you know, a workers' comp issue. You have to go to workers' comp doctors. So okay. I went to uh, the primary care workers' comp doctor. Uh, and, and I said, I, I'm in too much pain. And... My podiatrist sent me back to work, doc, you know, and then he started touching my area, you know, touching the area of, of uh, you know, in, uh, infection, you know, and, and obviously uh, at that time it was a lot of allodynia, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Something called allodynia where you can't touch the skin, you know. Yep. So when he went to touch my skin, I jumped out of my seat and I said, Doc, please don't do that again. You know, and uh, he said right away, you definitely have something. We don't know what it is. And I'm taking you out of work. OK, so after that point, now sometime in January, I go to see their workers comp doctor, their IME doctor. And there I am, me doctor says, oh, he's fine, he could go back to work. I fought that with my doctor, and my doctor kept me out of work. Okay, so we're going through this. I still don't have a lawyer. I'm not making any money on workers' comp because they're not paying me at this point because they feel I could go back to work, okay? Then I get the lawyer in March, okay, and I get all my back pay. Then from there, I start seeing um, neurologists, and then I saw this specialist podiatrist that deals with pain condition okay the podiatrist diagnosed me first okay and i was shocked about that i said well why didn't the neurologist say anything you know and i'm like okay so a podiatrist a new podiatrist not the same podiatrist i went to in the Mm -hmm. beginning a new podiatrist diagnosed me in the end of april 2009 so I waited a pretty long time to get my diagnosis. So at that point, so so it was about six months. It was mm-hmm. about six months before I got my diagnosis. And usually uh, it takes, uh, you know, they say if you try treatment within three months, you, pro- you might be able to stop the spread of RSD. Uh, unfortunately, mine lasted uh, six months, and I'm living with RSD for now seven years. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's a long time. Yep. Okay. So once you were diagnosed, did you, what was the next step? And has, and also has the, has the CRPS spread from the foot to other parts of the body or has it remained just on that left side? Okay. This is, this is going to be an interesting part of the story here. So I went to see that podiatrist, and then I went to go and see my my neurologist. So the podiatrist diagnosed me first. Then uh, three days later, the neurologist said, "Oh, you got RSD, CRPS, like out of nowhere. Like I knew it when, like I knew what that was, mm-hmm. you know." And I said to the doctor, "What is RSD, CRPS?" He said, "Oh, it's a chronic pain condition. You could go look it up on the internet." Thanks, doc. You know. Mm-hmm. So I went to go and look it up on the internet, and that's when. The research started, and that's when the whole idea of becoming an advocate really started. You know that that uh, you know I started doing my own research. I started pulling up articles like, how do I fix this? You know, uh, what could I do? What are the different treatments for this? You know, at the time, it wasn't the machine that actually helps me now. There was you know other methods of of treatment. You know. Um, but uh, when it comes down to it, yeah, I, I mean, what a story from then until 2012. I mean, there was depression involved. There was a lot of uh, anxiety involved. I was woe was me for two years, okay? Woe was me in bed, didn't know what I was going to do with the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? And I really put myself into a real, you know, like real stupor, like mm-hmm. real depressed stupor, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, not only that, the pain levels were about an 8, 9, 10, you know. Uh, so I'm dealing with the pain, I'm in delirium, and I'm also having this depression of, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life, you know. And how did you, what did you do to combat that depression and anxiety? Because, 
you know, I ask that because a lot of people with chronic pain conditions, it's that happens to a lot of people. So what worked for you to kind of get you over that sort of period of of anxiety and depression and anxiety attacks, that kind of stuff? Um, well, obviously it's it was tough to sleep. So it wasn't sleep. Uh and it, it had to be medication at that point. Mm -hmm. I had to go on numerous mental medications, uh, some for depression, some for anxiety. You know, they thought it was all in my head, as they as they always say with RSD patients, oh, it's all in your head, it's psychosomatic, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and when it comes down to it, I'm thinking, well, is it really in my head, you know, and, and, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking this, well, I was new to the disease, I didn't know, nobody was, I, I mean, I was trying to get advocates to teach me, I was trying to learn from other people that have had it for years, mm -hmm. I was trying to do my own self-research through the pain, through not being able to think, you know, and so on and so forth. How did I deal with it? I, I just, honestly, uh, the medications, but then the medications didn't work after a while. Mm -hmm. And actually, I started getting panic attacks on the medications. Mm -hmm. So I had to come off of the medications. I think it was my fifth, sixth year. I came off the medications, and I haven't been back on medication since. But what do I do? I do something called EFT for emotions. I do, uh, I do a lot of mental things. I do... Music therapy, which is great. Mm -hmm. Music therapy. I do meditation. So meditation with music therapy, recce, and and EFT all at once relaxes my body. Okay. okay? Uh, so that's what I do now, you know, for it. Um, back then, it was all about the medication. It was all about, you know, trying to get my head straight. You know, and thinking about, I guess, the new ideas that I wanted to put out there. And I was afraid to put out there because I didn't know if they would work or not. But, hey, I mean, uh, what I'm doing now, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I started back then, you know, with the thoughts in my head to try to do what I'm doing now. So Yeah, yeah. and what type of music therapy? Um, music therapy you could use in different ways, actually. Mm -hmm. Music therapy... Could either be used to motivate you, uh, inspire you, or just relax you. You know, the the nice, easy listening music. Of mm -hmm. course, I use that when I go to sleep. You know, okay. Um, and I use the meditation as well uh, during that period of time, and I do the EFT and the Reiki with that, and I also use my CPAP machine. So all five of those things help me get my six hours of sleep now. Okay, uh, which is uh, very important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And back back in the beginning stages, it was maybe like two, three hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't get sleep. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how am I going to get to So it was sleep medications that I had to go on to try to get sleep. Now, the difference between regular sleep and medicated sleep is medicated sleep is a knockout sleep. Mm -hmm. It just knocks you out. Mm -hmm. Like, And then when you wake up, it's like you're still tired, you know. But a normal sleep. You feel like you're refreshed in the morning after a CPAP machine, uh, you know, uh, uh, music therapy night. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning and you feel refreshed, even though you're still living in pain, you know, but it, it's more or less you, you feel a little bit more refreshed in the morning. Yeah, you know, and the I, think, I think that's important for people who have pain to know that you don't have to be dependent upon the pain medications or dependent upon you know, opioids, which is, 
very addicting and it's that's actually something that the American Physical Therapy Association is actually working with the White House now to show that there are ways around taking these heavy medications mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that talk about being in a fog right yeah oh yeah oh man I, I'm telling you when I was on those sleep medications it definitely felt like I was in a fog mm -hmm. and, but not only that it gave you hallucinations to those medications mm. I had hallucinations, I had nightmares on those mm -hmm. medications, mm -hmm. and they weren't helping. They were not helping, so I got off the medications, and honestly, I feel better off the medications than I did on the medication. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, and of course, you know, this is cannot be generalized to everyone, mm -hmm. but yeah. I think to know that there are other options out there mm -hmm. is good. Well... Uh, Karen, I also tried uh, natural methods of sleep, mm -hmm. too. I tried melatonin, which actually worked pretty good for me as well. Um, so, I mean, like I said, a combination of all those things actually helped me get my six hours sleep now. Great, so, great. Yeah. And then, so, you know, a lot of people are diagnosed with RSD, CRPS, but not everyone goes out and becomes an advocate for their community and for other people sort of living with with the with that uh, diagnosis so what was it that sparked you to become an advocate well the point where I asked other people about the disease and they couldn't answer me straight mm -hmm. you know and I was doing my own research and I said to myself well why don't I help other people with the research that I'm doing? Because it seems like the community, you know, is half-fast in doing their research in some, some of these ways, you know. And I really didn't get any help from any of the groups out there. I mean, I got some information out there. It was okay information. I, I utilized that information that I got mm -hmm. in the community. But I did a lot of my own self-research, and I learned a lot from my doctors, my PTs, my life coaches, my mm -hmm. mental therapy people. I learned so much, like the terms that they use. So the I jargon. Sort yes. Of more the medical jargon that a lot of patients don't know and can be a little scary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's where I decided, yeah, maybe I could be that guy. Maybe I could be that person that people come to and I could help them, you know, get through their pain. You know, and that's where it all started to become an advocate. So, and do you did you find that? Because I've heard from other patients that I've had with CRPS that when they did a lot of their research online, that it I had one patient who was like, I just stopped doing it because it was so scary. Because what they were showing, it's like there is no hope that there was, you know, and so she, for her it actually gave her a lot of anxiety in that she kind of stopped looking at a lot of the different RSD, CRPS groups out there. Did you find that as well? Um, I'm more of a realistic person, uh -huh. <laughs> honestly. Uh, I, and, you know, I look at it at face value. I have this now. How uh -huh. am I going to fix it? You know, and that's how I did my research. And it didn't give me any anxiety to look up any of the information. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess people are different in that way. Of and course, that's fine, yeah. you know. But in my case, I say it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I have RSD now. How am I going to fix this? How am I going to reduce my pain levels? Mm -hmm. how, what treatments are going to be good for me? And so on and so forth. It didn't scare me in the least to go out there and do 
my research. It didn't scare me in the least to read my doctor's notes. You know, and I, I read every doctor's note that I got because uh, you need all the doctor's notes when you go to court for mm -hmm. workers' comp. You need all your doctor's notes when you walk in there. Mm -hmm. So I read every single doctor's note. And I even went to back to the doctor and said, I didn't say this, doc. I didn't say that. You know, and he would take it out, you know. I, I mean, and so on and so forth, you know. Um, if you have a good relationship with your doctor, which you need to with something like this, mm -hmm. um, you could actually go to that doctor and say, I don't agree with what you wrote here, mm. you know, and so on and so forth. You know, so I read every single note, made sure it was right, made sure, you know, everything was said correctly and everything was written correctly. Everything was great. He actually, in his notes, he put a whole page on RSD-CRPS. Mm. What a guy. I'm mm -hmm. telling you. He put it and, and it tried to explain to the court what RSD-CRPS was. When they got the doctor's notes, they read that portion and they understood what RSD was. And that's what I do sometimes with doctors is I walk in with handouts sometimes because, you know, a lot of the doctors out there are not, you know, into this whole chronic pain thing. They mm -hmm. don't know a lot about chronic pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, I heard, what I heard is they only get like maybe one week or two weeks training in chronic pain for the eight years they're in college for being a doctor. That's what I heard anyway. But, uh, you know, when, when, when it comes down to it, you, there has to be some sort of continuing education for doctors out there. You know, I mean, like I, do all the education I can. And I'm always sending packets around to different patients to give to their doctors, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I do my advocacy work. Okay. So, yeah. so what else, what else do you do as part of your advocacy? Where could, what can people like, where can they find some of the things that you're doing? Wow. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I'm doing. I'm actually uh -huh. going to put out a book soon. Okay. I, I got a book coming out soon on my RSD CRPS, um, experience um and i'll be talking about all this in depth what i'm talking about now um i'll be discussing different treatments and stuff like that in the book also i have something called jgf organization which was created uh to be a positive organization an organization to bring change to a negative world but also uh, an organization to bring information out to chronic pain patients and everybody else alike to stop the ignorance on chronic pain conditions mm -hmm. and RSD CRPS. So, you know, uh, we don't have a website yet for JGF organization, but you can find all of our pages and we have a main page on, on Facebook and all our groups. If you type in the search JGF organization, you'll be able to find all our groups and pages and get involved. Also, within JGF organization walls, we've created the new RSD CRPS community, the new movement per se, in a world of ego and a world of drama, you know, within the RSD CRPS community. Uh, we want to pull everybody together in unity and that's what JGF organization is all about. Great. Um, and that's and on Facebook? And that's on, on uh -huh. Facebook. That's on Great. Facebook and we're also on Twitter. You'll uh -huh. find me uh, Twitter.com slash Joey Giggles, and you can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com uh, slash Joseph.Aquilino. But the whole idea behind hand-in-hand um, hand against RSD CRPS is to bring the community together, you know, sure. and to rid 
of that ego and drama that's in the older community that was created, you know, back in 2008, that I was a, a member of helping to create back in 2008 after my injury, mm -hmm. you know. So unfortunately, what it has become is an ego show. You know the 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 old community and me and Charles Maddox. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. How I you how? So I had Charles Maddox on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about his film Trial by Fire, which is a film about CRPS. Um, his mother was diagnosed, and that kind of set him on the, his journey of making this film. So how did you guys connect? Uh, we connected actually in March of this year. Mm -hmm. um, he came to me. First, and he said, I'm doing, you know, a documentary on RSD-CRPS. And I, I nearly fell out of my chair because nobody has done anything like this for our community. You know, and I said, well, I'll help you with that. I'll help with the marketing and the promotions and stuff like that. You know, and then all the RSDers started jumping on board and so on and so forth. Charles took a liking to me. Charles said, you know, we're, we're like bros in a pod. And I'm like, yeah, I think we are. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like, I think we have some sort of bro thing going on. I don't know. But when it comes down to it, uh, me and, and Charles are like, you know, we're always thinking on the same page when we always have those man-to-man -man talks on the phone. And I never talked to a celebrity before on mm -hmm. the phone. And I'm like in awe of this. Like mm -hmm. a celebrity is calling me on my cell phone. You know, and I'm like, I, uh, at, at that point, I couldn't believe that. But then we started talking and had numerous conversations about the RSD, CRPS community, mm -hmm. about all the ego going on in the community, about all the issues and, and, and stuff going on in the community. And me and him came together and started this new community within JGF organization called Hand in Hand against RSD, CRPS. And boy, am I proud to say I'm working with Charles Maddox. Mm -hmm. And I'm also I'm also helping him with the film, marketing it. I'm also going to soon give him a huge donation uh, from the JGF organization. Uh, he works with our planning committee as well. So he's actually going to be the MC for all our Orange Palooza events that we have going on during uh, November, which happens to be RSD CRPS Awareness Month. Perfect. Uh, yes, and uh, it's just going to be an awesome time, Karen. It's really going to be an awesome time. So, what's Orange Palooza? Orange Palooza is Orange actually. Orange Palooza. Yes, Orange Palooza is actually uh, something I came up with because. Um, RSD CRPS colors are orange. Okay. Okay. So nobody decided to ever use the word orange. So everything, you know, I'm I'm using that word orange, uh, and I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. Orange Palooza, we came up with because we wanted a festival. We wanted a we wanted a, an awareness event to really catch the eye mm -hmm. or catch the ear, you know, and Orange Palooza, when you say it like, like, uh, like the Rock Fest, Rockapalooza or whatever it is, yeah. Orange Palooza really is catchy, you know, and uh, Charles is, is going to be a part of that too. I also did a video for Charles that's going to be in the film. Great. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Great. Yes. And so how are you now living today? It sounds like you're in a much better place today than you were four or five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what what are you doing now? And we talked a little bit about, you know, getting better sleep and, and using different techniques to help with that. But how do you stay positive? Because I would assume that's a big part of living with chronic pain 
-hmm. is how do you stay positive? How do you how do you keep going? What's what's your motivation? Well, I, I turned my negative into a positive. I turned my pain into a positive. You know, it took a little while to do that. In 2012, I found the treatment for me, and my pain levels went from a 8, 9, 10 to about a 2, two to 4. That's a big pain. difference. Yes. So I found the treatment for me. It's called Colomar Scrambler Therapy. I don't right. know if we have a lot of time to talk about that. I could, I, I could talk about that on another show or whatever. But, uh -huh. you know, Colomar Therapy really changed my life. And along with all these mental things that I'm doing, mm -hmm. emotional things and spiritual things, I'm balancing all of those things now. Mm -hmm. I'm balancing myself in four different ways, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. And I think that's important for everybody to note. If you're not balanced in all four of those things, it, you're off. You, you feel off, you know, and you really need to be balanced. And I have professionals in all of those areas mm -hmm. helping me with that. Now, I turn that negative into a positive, okay? In turning the negative into a positive, I told myself, my second life is going to be better than my first life. Mm. Okay, my first life was... Eight jobs in 11 years. I couldn't find myself. I didn't know where I was in life. I was miserable. Now, I created JGF organization. I'm doing my radio show uh, called WIRN Internet Radio on blogtalkradio.com. Been doing it for four and a half years. 98,000 listeners later on that. I mean, I've been building my, um, my social media bases and I turned that negative into a positive. I said to myself, it's time to get out of bed and stop saying, woe's me. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? That's, you know, what, what it was. And I said to myself, I got to get up out of bed. I got to get up out of bed. I got to do something. So what did I do? I created those two entities. And I'm going to run with that. We're almost a non-for-profit, Karen. Mm -hmm. We're almost a non-for-profit. Uh, and we're going to be helping people in pain with JGF Foundation Incorporated. So let's get excited about that, everybody. It's coming up. We're going to try to help people in pain through JGF organization. So I'm yeah. really excited about that. So it seems like, you know, for as, as tough of a diagnosis as CRPS is, RSD-CRPS, that in, in, it kind of found a passion for you. It really did. You know, you, you know, kind of were it, it, and it sounds kind of crazy, right? That something like that would sort of change your life around and give you this passion and, and this motivation to do what maybe you were meant to be doing. That, exactly right, Karen. Uh, I, I just wanted to answer your question before, from before too. Oh yeah. Uh, the 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 pain almost traveled to my right oh, side. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. But the columnar stopped the spread. And so, what is that quickly? Colomar Scrambler Therapy is a machine, it's a, it's a non-invasive method of scrambling pain signals from the affected area to the brain. So what happened was, is they did the cross method, uh, they did the crisscross method, it was where they put the leads on your body. It's not a TENS machine though. Mm -hmm. People get it mixed up with a TENS machine, it's mm -hmm. not a TENS machine. TENS machine only hits one logarithm. Uh, the... Um, the Colomar therapy machine hits 15. Okay, so it's, and Kevin probably knows what I'm talking about when I talk about logarithm and, and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, it, it's, um, and it stopped the spread on my right side, and the spread has never come back on okay. my right side. Good. So if that could 
help other people in pain, mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. I mean, I could go in depth on another show or whatever about mm -hmm. Calamar, but I, I mean, I have a whole story with that too. I mean, that in itself is his own story. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think if when you find something that works for you, because these neurological disorders are so individualized and what works for one may not work for another. Yes. Um, and so finding that whatever it may be, that works for you, I think is important because the main goal here is just to get you out and to get you living life. Yeah. Right? Well, it's actually to to have a better quality of exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. Because because you know, Karen, RSD is always gonna be there if it's not there or if you are ten pain. Okay? It's always gonna be there. Whether you're a zero or a ten on the pain scale. Mm -hmm. Okay, and people need to realize that. And and that's the reality of RSD. You know, unfortunately, you're going to have it for life. So you have to be careful and you have to know your limitations, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the goal. I mean, the goal is for every RSD to know their limitations and to find what they love to do in life and, and not quit and say, I want to leave this life because I, uh, you know, I'm not an active part anymore. There's always something you could do out there. I mean, with RSD, and it comes with, unfortunately, high suicide rate. Mm. You know, if you don't love life to begin with, you know, and then you have pain on top of that, you know, I mean, that's where a lot of these people, you know, just go nutty and, and do what they do to themselves. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, and what we try want to try to stop with JGF organization is these amounts of suicides with chronic pain as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and the goal is to tell people, find that thing you love to do. In JGF organization, what a great staff I have. I have a staff of all chronic pain patients. 95% mm. of the staff is chronic pain patients. And what do we do? We are all advocates, you know, and in doing that, we say to ourselves, well, what could we do? What could I do? Well, some of them are awesome designers, like visual designers. Mm -hmm. Some of them are awesome with music. Some of them are awesome with paintings and writing. So, hey, guess what? I'll put you guys to work. You know, come and volunteer for me. And down the road, JGF organization is going to be the biggest employer of disabled people out there. So, Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, like I mentioned, I interviewed Dr. Bronnie Thompson uh, the past two podcasts. And... What she said is kind of what you're, you're sort of echoing what she said. She said, you know, people that have chronic pain, the pain is there. So you kind of have to accept it. It's sort of that first part of living well with chronic pain is accepting it. And she sort of used the uh, visual of picture two circles. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times when people are in pain, the circle of pain is the same as the circle of their life. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is fill your life with other things. Maybe you can't do the things you did before this chronic pain happened or that you did 20 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as you fill your life up with more things that are meaningful to you, that life circle gets so much bigger than the pain circle. Oh, yeah. And can, oh, can yeah. help to kind of, you know, perhaps decrease that pain or allow you to live better or live well with it. So I love that visual, and I think that's kind of exactly what you just said. Yeah, I, and, you know, have a better second life than you did your first. You know, even if you enjoyed your job or whatever you were doing in your mm -hmm. first life, 
make your second life better. You know, even though you're out of work, you feel you're not, you know, productive in life, you feel, uh, you know, a little down about, you know, you know, not being able to be productive in, in society. Guess what? You could still be productive in society. Just use your mind. That's all. You still have a brain, right, people? You know, and, and, and when it comes down to it, if you use your brain and you come to, well, what's my qualities? And I actually had to sit down and take two days to think about this. And that's how the radio station started because I always wanted to do radio. And I said to myself, I'm going to do this. And then I said, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. And then it took like four days for me to realize that I'm going to do this. And guess what? 98,000 listeners later and WIRN Internet Radio is one of the best on blog talk radio. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I applaud you for everything that you're doing and being an advocate and teaming up with Charles Maddox for his film. And and I, I, I mean, it's hard. You know, it it's hard. It's not, it's not, it's not easy. easy. And people have to realize it's hard. But but you can, like you said, there are so many things that you can add to your life where chronic pain isn't always the, the number one thing. Oh, I agree. So, you, know, you know, Karen, I, I just want to make one more yeah. point. And, and the, the point is to the folks out there, you know, when, I, when my anniversary comes like yesterday, I actually said thank you to my RSD. Now, who the heck is going to say thank you to a heinous, horrible, painful disease? Okay. But guess what? I found myself through my chronic pain condition. I turned that negative into a positive. And you could do that too. And God bless you all. I, you're all in my heart. You know, you're all in my heart. Guess what? Some, some of you, we got to take the ego away from you. Some of you got to stop the drama, you know. But others, you know, we need to come together with and, and talk about chronic pain as brothers and sisters in unity. And that's what we're going to do with Hand in Hand against RSDCRPS. Myself and Charles, uh, honestly, are working feverishly. He's doing the movie right now, but after the movie is all said and done and we're just doing marketing and stuff for the movie and promotions for the movie, he's going to get more involved with Hand in Hand. And we want all of you to come down, you know, and, and just, you know, feel the difference from the old community to the new community and tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think. So there you go. Thank yeah. you, Karen. Oh, thank you so much. And, and I really appreciate your being so open and really sharing the patient perspective, the client perspective, which a lot of times you don't, you don't get to see it. Like we may see patients a couple of times a week, but you know, we don't get the whole kind of what you're talking about living with it for 24 seven and, and getting the full life perspective. So I really, I, I thank you very much for being so open and honest and coming on and talking about all this. Yeah, my pleasure, Karen. Like I said, I care about other people as I care about myself, you know, and I am one that, uh, you know, when I say it, I mean it, you know, and I have a big heart and I fill my heart with all these people, you know, and uh, I'm just a loving person and I try to find the good in everybody. No matter if that person's evil, there has to be that one little ounce of goodness in someone, you know. 
And uh, I always see that. I try to see that anyway. Yeah, yeah. The most evil person, I try to find the good in that person, you know. And uh, I, I really am excited that I got a chance to come on your show here, Karen, and, you know, express my feelings on RSDCRPS and the RSDCRPS community and the new movement. So I do appreciate you for having me come on this wonderful show. Well, anytime. And again, everyone... Um, where can people find you one more time? Okay, uh, twitter.com slash joeygiggles, uh, facebook.com slash joseph.aquilino. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube where you can find that video I made for Charles and, and the film uh, at youtube.com slash joeygiggles. Um, also on Fiverr at fiverr.com slash joeygiggles. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm on everything. All right. Yeah. So there's just, any just, any type of social media you're on it. Yes, just Google me. Google All right. Me. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and everyone, thank you so much for listening and getting the patient perspective. Have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy and smart. <laughs>